The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Tennis, swimming, lacrosse, whatever you need me to play, I'm going to go do it. If there's some money on the line, I'm going to go do it. You like it? You think Cleveland's cool? I mean, I never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to freeze. Wait, not a game. Not, not, Not the game that I... Go out there and, and die for. Welcome to the Points in the Paint podcast, Stadium's NBA podcast. I'm Ben Wittenstein. Of course, I am Zach Badgerhouse, always in the house being. What's happening, player? Not too much. I am doing well. I saw an NBA game in person last week with the uh, Pacers and the Rockets. So that yeah, was that fun. got you. Yeah, but that got you questioning the Rockets. It, it does, got, yeah. It has in their development. The they, were, <laughs> they were a rough team to watch play. I'll be 100% honest. But uh, it was a fun game. Went to overtime. Okay. Pacers, you never know with the Pacers. You're right. They, they were up by like 12, 15 at one mm-hmm. point. They went to overtime with the Rockets. They're they're a weird team. Hey, Rockets, Rockets were the overtime team. last two of their last probably five games, it's, I think. Maybe they're getting better. Maybe this whole segment I put on them <laughs> Smoke doesn't, even matter. doesn't even matter. Uh, again, you can find us 773-273-9088 is the number to give us a call. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, of course. Um, you can at find us anywhere. Paint. Yep, at Points Paint. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. YouTube, you name it. We have it. TikTok. If you want to see some of these lovely faces on TikTok, we're going to be doing some TikToks. Oh, boy. At least I know I am. Yep. I don't know how my main man's over here is going to be doing, but we're mm, going to drop yeah, us some, yeah. some TikToks and see if we can get some bets won. Let's hope. This March Let's for hope. the NBA. You know, yeah. I know we hard on that March madness right we now, are. but we got to try to sprinkle in a little bit of that. You know what that NBA. means? It just means people, less people are betting NBA, which means the lines are going to be a little bit easier. So, so maybe we can get a little help. Yeah. Little help. Yep. And live betting right now is the way to go, folks. Is so it? if you are paying attention to the NBA right now, okay. no bet, no lead is safe. I've watched the Cavs come back yep. and be dogs at halftime and win the game. Yep. I've watched, let's see, the Houston Rockets. Yep. They go out and beat the Celtics. I live bet the Pacers at the game. And it won. Minus two and a half. See? Finally hit. I think live betting is the way to go with the NBA, especially mm-hmm. if a team is down a lot. And either yes. A, they were favored, or B, you know they are a better team than what they've shown for a half or a quarter, whatever it is. No lead is safe in the NBA. Like you said, it's offense matters in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And offenses are always going to come back in this league, especially middle of the season. Teams have injuries. They it's, fluctuate. Yeah. fluctuates. Even in a game, it fluctuates. So I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Let's start one big thing. OBT. One big thing of the week. We have two one big things, plural. Yes. Let's start out east with the 76ers. Yes. The Philadelphia 76ers. The, uh, one of the best teams in the NBA, Philadelphia Currently, 76ers. Right now, yes, they are. What are they doing? Riding five-game win streak right now? Five in a row, Benny boy. So what you think of that? You think, what does that say? Is that 
that make them a contender right now? Are they one of the better teams in the whole NBA, or is it just an Eastern Conference thing? Like, how would you assess how they've done lately, the Philadelphia 76ers? I mean, if a team like the Bucks or the Celtics didn't exist, I think the 76ers are, are right up there with a the contender, but okay. they need to get past a team like the Bucks or the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And those two teams, you know, they fight hard. 76ers earlier this month, they beat the Bucks. Um, and that was a really fun game. It was like a three point game. I'm trying to bring it was, yeah, 163, 263 points were scored between both these teams. Mm. And, and Giannis scored 34 points. You had Brooke with 26 points and Bede scored 31. So if we have a series with the Bucks and the 76ers, get your popcorn it's gonna be ready. Fun. You already know what time it's, it is. It's uh, the Eastern Conference is going to grind each other out. But I, I do think the 76ers with the way Embiid is playing. Yep. I mean, Harden's MVP level. His. What you think? Yeah. You know he's he's uh-huh. showing kind of what he did last year uh-huh. at an MVP level. I'm not I'm not gonna say MVP. Okay. I, I, I would love to I'm see just, this. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna say MVP just yet. Okay, I'm not gonna say MVP just yet. Now if the Nuggets keep losing, you know and Joel I got teased. I'm not, I'm not gonna say it just yet. I'm not gonna flip on my little doughy son. All right, not just yet, but Embiid has been playing phenomenal basketball yes. as of late. Yes, yeah, seven and three day last ten, mm-hmm. and you mentioned Embiid. You know we don't like Buddy too much on this podcast, but I got to do it anyway yeah. show him a little love. I'm yeah, going to show him a little love because he's been playing better. James Harden, you're playing a little better, Ben. He's shooting with confidence now. He's getting to the line again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a thing where he, like, couldn't shoot free throws, but he just wasn't getting the calls the, the way that he was in seasons prior. And so I feel like now he's being more aggressive in a different way to get to the line and get his points and get his scoring. And he's obviously going to continue to get Embiid involved with the pick and roll and mm-hmm. find Tyrese Maxey in the corner right. or, or a Milton or a Melton in the corner, things of that nature. So he's distributing the ball well. I think they go as far as he takes them. Not Embiid, because I know what Embiid's going to bring if healthy and when healthy. But James Harden, if he can give you that 25 and not That's 19, from 20 yeah. a night come postseason, we'll see where they're at when it comes to the Celtics and the Bucks, like you mentioned. Yeah, you need an you need a Harden that's focused. You need a Harden that is going to be a scorer because it's great that Embiid's going to go out and score 30 plus. Yeah, yep. he's going to do that in the playoffs. He'll probably get 30 go points. Get 10 he might rebounds. do triple double. Honestly, he could get a triple double. I but... need him to go get 10 on a nightly basis. Yeah. If, if y'all tweeted uh, on Sunday, okay, Jokic go out there and get 30 rebounds, 20 yeah, right. rebounds, bro. You can't go get eight and be and be an yep. MVP conversation. I mean, you if can't Embiid, go get eight boards. If Embiid had the stats that Jokic has been putting up this season, the other his stats de- with outside his defense, of points. Yeah, and with his with Embiid's defense, which is better than Jokic's, yes. he'd be MVP easily. Okay. But the stats aren't aren't as near Jokic's. Sexy yes. As Nicole He's not Jokic's. putting up nightly triple doubles. Exactly. Yes. It, it also doesn't help that his team's not first in conference. You know, that that doesn't help as Sitting well. Sitting third, yeah, it's a little rough. And, and the fact that the Celtics and the Bucks are just that much better than the 76ers, mm-hmm. or at least have been recently, yep. is huge. But now the 76ers, three and a half games out of the first place spot in the in the East. It don't take much. Why not take much? Uh, you know, they might be good. Mm. They might be starting to make some moves. The Bucks almost lost against the Kings last night. So mm-hmm. uh, that Eastern Conference now looks like it might at be At least up the top. The yeah, the top can flip a little around a little yeah, bit. Because you got to remember, probably a month ago, Boston was probably the number one seed. Now you got Milwaukee, who probably won 21 out of their last 23 games, right. something crazy like that. And yeah. you got that going for yourself. Anything can happen these last few weeks between one, two, three, one, two, and the three seed in the East, Ben. Let's look at the West. 
Because there's a team in the West that you feel, you felt, you feel, currently feel, Listen. aren't getting the love you they gotta deserve. Gotta get some love, man. Except you, for the Beam. You know that like the Beam, the Sacramento Kings, being. You know they won 40 games. They got 40 wins on the season, man, for the first time. Unbelievable. Since 2006. You know, how, how old were you in 2006? You I know was 11. Was? Exactly. I was 12 year old years boy. old. Yeah. <laughs> 12, 13 years Crazy. old. Last time the Kings had 40 wins and reached the playoffs. Have you seen that video? Video being mm. of the of the uh, summer league clip from when the Kings won their first summer league game this oh past God. summer league season, no. and the fans were walking out of there saying, "We're gonna get forty wins this season." Well, guess what? They right. were a hundred percent correct. They got forty wins on the year. I think they're third in the West. Uh-huh. It's a great time to be a Sacramento Kings fan. Being it's kind of <laughs> wild how good they have been and almost weirdly under the radar. People love to like the beam stuff earlier on in the season. And then, you know, came and went as all the cycles in basketball does. But they're still winning. Still like the they're beam. still winning. They're, now they lost to, they lost to the, the, the Bucks last night. Yes, they they should have probably won that game. Because they were leading majority of the way. Yep. And that's one of those games that I was referring to earlier in the show being where the Bucks were plus five and a half throughout that game mm-hmm. and was plus 180 to win the game. So they were dogs in the middle of the game yeah. and still ended up winning. So, like I said, live betting is where it's at. It is. It really is for the NBA. And I'm trying to figure out who's on this 2005-2006 uh, Kings roster. Man, I just wanted Mike to Bibby, list off some guys. Kevin Martin, Brad Miller. (laughs) Brad Miller. Look at that. Yeah, Paige Stoyakovich was on that team in the seventh year. Mm -hmm. Sharif Abdul Rahim. I mean that Kevin Martin, Brad Miller, Mike Bibby. That's that's my list. (laughs) 44 wins for that 2005-2006 Kings team. But they've been, I mean, they've just been playing really Really good basketball this season. Fun basketball, too. It's not even just good, it's fun. Fast basketball, their pace of play, obviously with De'Aaron Fox and what he's able to do. But let me ask you this question. What are your playoff expectations for this team? Do they get out the first round? They have to clean it up defensively. Okay. They really have to clean it up defensively. Offensively, I, I never have a worry about them. They are one of the best offensive teams, and I was just looking up their stats. Like, offensive rating, I think they're the top offensive rated team in the past 10 games mm-hmm. in the NBA. So they, they're scoring at will, but they're not defending well at all. Well, you know they gave us one of the highest scoring games in NBA history this yep. past season, playing against the Clippers, getting 351 points. Yeah, <laughs> so that's going to be something they need to clean up. They have to clean up the defense. They don't. They don't really have a defender they can really rely on. You know what? That's consistently. true. That's that's true. I will give you that. Whatever happened to Richard Holmes? I don't remember what happened to him. He was kind of there. That's a name. Quote unquote. I know that's a uh, name. That's a name. I just randomly yeah, threw that Rashawn one out there Holmes. too. Let's Richard, see. You know what I'm saying? I we forgot what happened to him. He's. I mean, I think he's. Uh, he's still in the Kings and. He's probably don't, don't crack the rotation. They just. Yeah, I think they need him to play so a, a little bit more because what he is. He's what he's been able to do since he got over there. Triple double last night, from what I remember. Like he is a baller for Sacramento. Oh, He's embraced man. their culture over there, if yeah. they even have any. Like the beam is the yeah, new like culture. Yeah, like the beam is the new culture. <laughs> just play offense and hopefully you score more than the other team because you're not going to stop anyone. So I think for the playoffs, the Kings need to play defense. That's really okay. all it comes down to is if they can play defense, their offense is good enough to take them to the finals. Quite honestly, they mm-hmm. have the they have the talent, they have the personnel. They just don't play a lick of defense. <laughs> And that's the only reason that they lost games to teams like the Bucs where they're giving up leads. They're going to yep. lose teams to these high-powered offensive teams. Like, the, you know, they have to go through the Nuggets. How are they going to stop Jokic if they can't play any defense? That's true. And they can score 120, 130 points a night. That's but true. if you're giving up 140, 
you're in trouble. That's all you, it is. I tell you what, we're currently right now in the standings. The Clippers are the sixth seed, <laughs> and the Kings are the third seed. Yeah. So that would probably be the highest scoring <laughs> series in NBA history over, if they faced off over the all their games. <laughs> Every last one of them. <laughs> What is trending in the NBA this mm-hmm. week, Zach? We got some things that are trending, but one that in tops particular. everything yes. else. <laughs> one in particular. It's a man that went out there and put a, a check on the line. Yes. Put a check on the line. That's Fred Van Vliet. He went out there, and after a game, after giving being given a technical foul, he go out there being, and he just flat out give it, gives it to a ref. Just flat out says he was terrible. Yep. It was bad, bad poor performance, and they're in interfering with the game and how they don't you know play people don't fans and people don't watch the games or fans don't come to the games to see the referees they come and see the product which is the players and yep. so he had a lot to say and i was uh i was happy i don't know how you Were felt you? but i was pleased and i, I didn't like what too. brian windhorse you know he got on tv talking about we gotta protect the refs bro forget protect the refs, the refs. <laughs> what do you have to protect the refs from they don't get fined if they make bad calls talk to they, them they they took away a, a technical foul that they called on jordan pool i believe or they called it on someone and mm-hmm. they took away the technical why isn't that official punished for calling a technical that shouldn't have happened there you go find the officials that's what i have to say mm-hmm. find the officials because if you start finding them if you start holding them accountable they're going to actually start making good calls and not call really ridiculous technical fouls because their feelings got hurt for a second. There you go. It's ridiculous to um, me that these officials are calling technical fouls for someone just passing them a ball or giving them a look. You know, it's funny when Tim Duncan, remember oh, he was on man. the bench and there Joey Crawford teed him up yep. for laughing. who knows what laughing <laughs> on the bench. It's like, are you kidding me, you guys? Are you, do you see the NFL refs? And the NFL refs have problems, but you see these coaches screaming in their faces Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Just ignore it. That's your job. Worry about the game. Don't worry about the attitude of the players yep. or someone passing you the ball in the wrong way. You're laughing or saying something. Yeah. If it's egregious, then tee them up. But simple things of just giving them the ball, like you, you can't have your feelings get hurt Look at that being, easily, man. Man of the people. I was probably proud of you, Ben. You're a man of the people. Can't do it. I like it. So like I said, Fred Van Fleet, he spoke out for the players, I felt like, in this instance. And, he did. And if you even look further throughout the week, you had other guys chiming in like, I'm going to just revert back to what Fred Van Vliet said, whether it was Marcus Smart, whether it was Trey Young, no matter who it was, guys were – if a question came about about the officials – Revert back to uh, what Fred said. Yep. $30,000. <laughs> I'll keep my worth. 30 in my pocket, but you can revert back to what Fred and his, po- <laughs> and his pockets and what they said. Yep, yep. I think 100%. It's just the officiating, <laughs> I think, in, you know, all sports has gotten worse. But NBA officials, man, they, I don't know what it is. It's a little inconsistent. Yeah. It's inconsistent. Definitely they're, inconsistent. They're getting their feelings hurt way too easily. Something needs to be done. Something really does need to be done because the game is is just much worse when you're watching and a guy gets teed up. Now, I want to bet because there was a technical foul uh, a couple weeks ago. No, I got to hear this. That I, I, I forgot what game it was. I think I bet the Nuggets. <laughs> I bet the Nuggets, and there was a really stupid call on the Raptors. That's mm-hmm. what it was. And the Raptors, so let me find they out. got you a technical done, foul. You got rewarded because my man is Fred Van Fleet. They got a take. Good technical. <laughs> I agree. Technical foul. Perfect. Love that call. But other than that, everything else, horrible. Um... <laughs> What is the worry? What's the worry level? Speaking of the Nuggets, mm-hmm. three straight losses last week. Yeah, Denver last week three three losses in a row. Three straight losses. And I last was very week surprised. For the your boy, your doy son, go out here and lose three games in a row in this season. Yep. You know that's not not a great look. It's the defense does not look good. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray shooting has not looked good. He's been a, he's dialed down a little bit. Yep. MPJ's been kind of up and down offensively. Yep. Aaron Gordon. 
Where he at? Did he, yeah, did, did he, he disappear again? Uh, it's weird. He, uh, he has stretches where he looks great. Yeah. And Jokic looked great. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. He, he hasn't shown up. Though everyone around Jokic just hasn't shown up. Consistently yes. as in terms of like compared to what he has done for the Denver Nuggets. Nobody else has really been able. I give. You know what? I will say this, Ben. I'll give Aaron Gordon 75 Maybe 80% of the season, he's kind of been mm-hmm. right there with Nikola yeah. Jokic in terms of like production and being able to be there for him on a nightly basis. Yes. As opposed to like a Jamal Murray or MPJ, the two guys who are probably the more bigger options on that team than an Aaron Gordon, you know. Yes. So we're going to see what happens, Ben, because they're going on the road the next five games. And I don't know how you feel, but I think that's going to be a true test to whether your boy is the MVP or not. See, the thing is, he's putting up the <laughs> That's it's just no one around him is doing anything. You mm-hmm. can't you can't have a really good season or it's tough to win games. It's good to have individual stats, but it's tough to right. win games when the guy who's supposed to be your partner in crime and Jamal Murray can't hit a three pointer to save his life. Mm-hmm. Like that is really, really tough. The guy that you rely on to be the number two is not showing up offensively. He's not really showing up defensively either. And then some of your role players aren't doing well. I do want to shout out though, our guy, Michael Porter Jr. Okay. He's just I know Michael Malone. He kind of threw him under the bus the other game. It wasn't really Michael Porter Jr.'s fault. It was okay. Jamal Murray not shooting right. well. Michael Porter Jr. is getting his 14 yeah. to 18 You defend our boy in PJ. He's, he's playing well. He's playing well. He has a very low IQ basketball-wise, but just ability through the roof. Through the roof for our boy Michael Porter Jr. So I'm a little worried about the Nuggets in gotta, terms of like what's got the East worry. Coast road trip four to five. Yep, they're going on the road, like you said, and that's it's tough to go on a, to go on a losing streak, and then you have to pack up, go on the road. Maybe it helps brings the team together. They figure it out, but it's it's tough. East, Con- East Conference road trip stuff, sort of. But I'll give them this: they got the Raptors, they do, who are in the play-in scenario. They got yep. the Pistons. Yep. They're, you know, bricks for Vic. This should be an easy win. Should be an easy win. New York, you know, got to go play the Knicks and the Nets. Those are both teams who are rugged teams who could easily beat, I ain't going to say easily, but could easily give you a run for your money. Especially the Knicks, you know how they play defense. Wizards, that's up and down. They should handle that game. (laughs) I will say that. So we'll see what happens in these next five. Yeah, it should be be interesting. We're really going to see what the the Nuggets are made of, I think, in this road trip. After Mm -hmm. three losses, how do they respond? Go on the road. Tough environments in some of these places. We'll really see what the Nuggets are made up for these next uh, five or so games. And, I mean, they hold – let's see. You look at the standings. How and what's, uh, Yeah, they hold uh, four and a half, four and four and a half. half games uh, over the Grizzlies who are riding their own winning streak right now. Mm-hmm. So the Grizzlies are hot on their tail. They cut three games out of that uh, out of that lead. Could be interesting. Could be a fun ending in both right. the East and the West. Mm-hmm. The NBA. Now, look. Bricks for Vic right now. Speaking yep. of bricks for Vic. Yep. <laughs> what's the worry for me? <laughs> I'm a little worried about the Rockets' development. They, I want to hear your team. thoughts because they did just beat the Celtics. <laughs> yes, they did. We wrote up our plan for the show yesterday before the Rockets-Celtics game. <laughs> the Rockets completely upset the Celtics, they so that did. was an impressive game by them. Mm-hmm. But in general, I'm a little worried about the Rockets. It's a little rough. The development is not – I haven't seen the development that I'm expecting. Jabari Smith has not had a good season at all. Now, he's had a decent last few he games. He spurts. It's been very spurty. Yes. Right, it's been very spurty. So it's been like every five games, right? right? If you put it on, if you had to put an average on it this season, he probably has a good game every five games, every five to six games. I think this past week he had the first like back to back good games where he had like two games good in a row where he put up twenty plus points. He shot like fifty plus from the from the field. Mm-hmm. I think he had like over eight rebounds in each game. So 
in terms of production and back-to-back games, first time he had a good game, Jabari Smith, yes. He had a huge game-tying shot against the Pacers, yes. too. Huge three-pointer. Now, he is only 19, so I don't want to look Over too crazy. much right. yeah, into the inconsistencies. A 19-year-old in the NBA being inconsistent isn't anything ridiculous. But it is kind of nice now that he's sort of coming into it. He's five for six for three against the Celtics. Okay. Five for six. Three mm-hmm. for five against the Pacers. He's scored 20-plus points in his last three games. Like right. He's playing a bit better. Double-digit rebounds. Three straight double-doubles. Nice. Maybe he's finally coming into himself because he can be a really dangerous player with his size and his shooting ability. 6'11". The Rockets have something nice in him. I just need to see the team develop a little bit better defensively. For sure defensively. I think the culture needs to change a little bit from things that you've heard about. Everyone on that team's so young, so the culture there is a young team kind of being but remember, inconsistent yeah, and immature. It did. I remember what you said yesterday, too, when we were talking about this, when it comes to Steven Silas, because when I told you, I was like, yeah. man, listen, I don't know, man. They might fire Steven. And he was like, <laughs> it's just an unfortunate situation because, like you said, yeah. this is his first head coaching job, too, so you got a rookie coach yep. with a team with, like, rookies in, like, year three at best, year four at best players. Yep. You know, Sagoon, you got Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., all three of those guys are under 25 and are probably your key pieces outside of Jabari coming in this season. Yes. Right. So like it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot to be in. You need a veteran coach or some vets on the team in general. And I think that's the biggest issue with NBA right now. There aren't enough vets on these teams. It's okay to have a Carmelo Anthony on your team. It's okay to have a J.R. Smith on your team. He's going to tell a guy like John Morant what not to do. You know what I mean? So it's things of that nature. It's things like that. Having vets on these teams are super important. Oklahoma City, a super young team. Memphis Grizzlies, just to name a few young teams out there. Being, yep. You need some vets out there. And Houston definitely is, is uh, feeling it. They are. They, they really <laughs> Houston, are. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> All right. Let's do um, new segment time. Yeah. What's the temp check? Yeah, I like temperature this. Temperature check. Little little temperature check. Get All our right. feelings. Hot or cold? How we're feeling? Mm-hmm. What's the temperature? So. Zach, how are you feeling about the Knicks? What What's the temperature check for the New York Knicks? They had three straight mm, losses before they did. winning. They've been playing up and down. They've, they haven't had Jalen Brunson for a little bit. He's been a big part to that team. Big part. What, what What's the temperature around the Knicks for you right now? What, what are you feeling? I'm feeling like the Knicks could at least make it to the second round if they have all their guys healthy. Okay. So that means a healthy Jalen Brunson. That yes. means a healthy Julius Randle quickly. You know, all those guys. The guys, the supporting cast that Tibbs loves. So the Quentin Grimes of the world. Yep. Mitchell Robinsons of the world. You yep. know, he puts the uh the young buck in there every once in a while from uh from Dayton. Uh, what's his OB yeah. top and he puts him in the game every once in a while to give the crowd, you know, that extra boost, extra spurt right. for the lift the team. And so I can see them maybe coming out the first round. It just depends on that matchup being because right now they're six. They played the, uh if they were to play <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers who are third mm-hmm. in the East, that might be a little rough. Could they beat the Cavs if they were the fifth seed, however? Yes, I think they yeah, could. I think so. they could pull That'd off an upset. Series, yeah. That'd be an upset, I think, too, because a lot of people are expecting the Cavs to be sneaky good come yes. postseason. Yes, hundred percent. I, I I agree with you there. I think there's some worries about how they do without Brunson. With Brunson, awesome. fine. It's a yep. good team. I mean, this is this is a team that plays up to its potential. It takes the pressure off Julius Randle, which I really like a lot. Yes, you do. Um, and, and I think Julius is the guy that if he's not the number one guy or the team, the defense isn't mainly focused on him, or he gets a guy that allows him to operate better offensively. Great player. Really Bronson. good player in the NBA. 
But if he's the normal guy, Randall, that you have to rely on constantly, he's going to tire himself out. The defensive attention really bothers him. He's not going to play as well. So him and Brunson, I think, are a match made in heaven. They just Brunson needs to be healthy, and they both have to be healthy to operate really well. What I about think. your boy uh, R.J. Bear? How you feel about him being in, intertwined in the in the offense and the mess of things? Yeah, def- defensively. I mean, he's come up bigger uh, recently for the next, which right. I think helps, especially without Brunson. Exactly. Defensively, he can be a big help at times. He's long. He's a big guy. But I think that it really does come down to it comes down to Randall and and Brunson. I think is really what it comes down to for the Knicks. If those guys are operating well, Brunson getting his three point shots, and, and Randall's getting his space to maneuver at those mid range and down low, it's that's a tough team to beat. It really is. You know who I don't even want to make playoffs? Mm. The Miami Heat. Oh yeah. I don't even want them to make the playoffs. You don't even want them to make the playoffs. They don't at deserve all. to make the playoffs. This they don't roster, deserve it. You look at that roster. It's just so meh. Yeah. What do you like? What's the word you use? It's so meh. meh. Yeah. It's like meh. That's my temperature check. Like, it's it's fifty degrees. Fifty <laughs> exactly. degrees and windy. Like oh, it's and, warmish, and in Miami, it's that's windy. that's not okay to no. have that type of weather in Miami. No. Fifty degrees is just meh. You're in a winter coat. Yeah, like they need to <laughs> right. Everybody got on hoodies winter and coats coat, in fifty freezing. degrees in Miami yeah. for sore. It's it's <laughs> school's not, out. It is. <laughs> Cancel school. It's too windy, too cold. That's what it's like in Miami right now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's um you know, they've been they've been Good at some point. They've been average. Exactly. That's that's all it is. If they're an average basketball team, they're winning some games. They're losing some games. Good wins, bad, bad wins. Yeah. Like it's, good wins, it's, bad it's, wins. Uh, it's a weird team, and I don't really know the solution. To be quite honest, <laughs> Every, I don't know if they have one right it's weird, solution right? for that. Every team. time I get on this podcast, baby, yeah, and criticize Bam out of bio, yeah. He go out there and ball every yeah. time. It's like it never, it never fails. It, 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 within the same week, being if I say anything bad about Bam Adebayo, yeah. he's gonna go out there and get twenty five and he twelve, yeah. two blocks, three blocks. Like he had a game winning block in the last game they played, and I was already prepared to talk about how they need to <laughs> do, be, do better and be better yeah. offensively in particular. Like, but defensively he brings it. But he could be better against some of the better centers, some of the better big men in the league. Bam Adebayo, we know what Jimmy's gonna do. It's reaching that point of the year where Jimmy becomes comes playoff Jimmy his hair looking crazy he undoing it in the middle of the games I don't know if you saw those photos but he out here looking crazy and so yes. that's another reason then Kyle Lowry just finally got moved to the bench after being a starter for so long there's just so many different small issues with Miami yes that, that it just makes it hard for them to like overcome and find themselves outside of the play-in as opposed to being currently in a play-in scenario yeah it, it, it's a team I would not trust I, I can't trust them at all especially in clutch moments, you know, maybe Jimmy Butler comes up and he hits a game-winning shot or it's a game-tying shot, but sometimes he won't. And sometimes the team won't even be in a situation where they can hit a game-tying yes. game-winning shot. It's just very up and down. I think average is the – I think that's the perfect way to describe the Miami Heat at the moment. Um, and you look at some of the stats that they have, and it's they're great at home, bad on the road. They knock off all the good stuff they do at home by going and playing really poorly on the road. So they're 23rd in net rating over their last 10 games. They're just not very good, but they'll have stretches where they look good. It's just the most average team. Most average. Mm -hmm. I wish they were going to end just 42 and they might end up 41 41 and 41. 41. (laughs) There's definitely a high possibility that happens. Uh, Let's go on the hotline. Mm -hmm. Finish off the show. Again, 773-273-9088. Give us a call. Leave a message. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube. Leave comments wherever you want to leave comments. Let Mm -hmm. us know your NBA takes because we will read them on the show and we will argue or agree with you. One of two. (laughs) 
Jason Park, he says the Clippers are on a three-game winning streak, too, and that we're too quiet about it. You want to know why we quiet? Go Clippers, I guess. No, I want to know why we quiet, because it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke. The Clippers winning is all smoke and mirrors. I'm only saying that because, of the, listen, I've seen too many graphics being. Okay. Too many. And I didn't even make one, because I don't even want to do my man's rust like that. Okay. But I have seen too many being. Yeah. Too many graphics, folks. A Russell Westbrook. Right. Mm-hmm. And this losing record he got since leaving LA and versus the leaving the Lakers versus the uh the Clippers. So yeah. so since the since Russell Westbrook has left the Lakers, they have a winning record. The, Cl- the Lakers do, yeah. Yes. Since joining the Clippers, the Clippers have a losing record. <laughs> so it's like when you see things of that nature, well, okay, yeah, the Clippers won three in a row, but they also are probably like three and five since they acquired since they got Russell him. Westbrook. And that's not a good thing considering everything that went around that pickup. You know, Paul George, what did he say? Oh, we got to have Russ. I'm saying he's going to be our guy for general, this, that, and the third. Like, I don't and get it. I, don't I really wanna, don't. But see, we're probably on two different wavelengths in terms of like what we don't get. What is it that you don't understand? Why do I, I don't understand why a player wants him at this point. I don't understand why they shouldn't be GMs. They're players. They're not, I, I feel that my biggest thing is Russell. What happened to Russell? Being I think just the like, age. I think he's just older. He can't. He's not as explosive. Okay. He never really particularly was a good shooter. That's fine. So he doesn't. That's not something he's really got. But he could worse eat, at. But do you remember Russell being able to knock down that seventeen footer with no hesitation, no problem, or anything of that nature? He would come down, get to that spot around the elbow yeah. area, make that shot like it was money, no issue. Yeah. Now. Yeah, he's a little less. I think the thing is, he's less fast. He he's slower. But you think <laughs> slower? It's, I think confidence plays a little role in this it has to think, it has yeah. to be mental too i think mentally mentally it has to be something yeah i think there's a little i think definitely it's a mental thing but i think too he's for as we see with lebron as we see with a lot of these players that age gracefully they come to accept a different role as they grow older because they know their abilities change I think, you know, we're seeing it a little bit with James Harden. And, you know, I hate to compliment James Harden. That but is anything, right. <laughs> the assist numbers through the roof. Yes. Last couple seasons. Because he's a guy who I think understands he's not going to be able to be the high volume scorer as consistently as he was as he gets older. With Russ, I think he still wants to be the player he was at 26. And his body just isn't able to do that. And Respond to that. He's just gotten worse over time, as most players do. As you get older, you just get worse. And so he hasn't changed his game, I think, enough. To become a different player he can utilize the things that he's still good at and i just i don't think he wants to i think he wants to be the same player he wants to be the explosive guy who can dunk on anyone or run out anyone on the court he just can't do it anymore and i don't know if he's fully accepted that which is the mental part too yeah i think and i think that's the biggest part too the mental aspect of like bro you've been the, you've known to be the man your whole life and yes. this is like this just goes back to the carmelo anthony situation where it was just like you are the guy the number one guy and i like, look at russ russ was the guy he just won mvp not too long ago within the last five six years yes. he was just an mvp triple winner. doubles every night triple double every night and then you just fast forward ever since that season in particular yes what five different teams uh, the contract, the money, like everybody's yeah. just pushing the money off their books they don't want to be a part don't want that in, on their books anymore i want to be a part of that and i think it's just it it's probably taking a mental toll on him where yeah. his game just hasn't responded the way that we would like to. So the Clippers, yeah, they've won three in a row, but let's pump the brakes because there's been a lot of you know negativity surrounding Westbrook. 
JT from Norfolk says that the Nuggets keep losing or don't finish first in the West. They are going to give Embiid the MVP. JT, that's for your boy. I don't, you know, I just, you know, I think I agree with you, JT, from Norfolk. You know what I'm saying? But your boy over here, I don't know. He if might still Nuggets, roll with the doy son. <laughs> if the Nuggets lose the lead in first place, mm-hmm. but Jokic is still getting triple doubles every night. Mm-hmm. I think they still give it to Jokic. That's fair. But if they if they lose first place, because they've had quite the lead in first, and if they're going to lose the lead to the Grizzlies without Ja, now. that's an issue. That and, is and an I issue. And I think if the 76ers keep growing like they are, five, six, seven, eight game winning streak, Embiid's going to start getting some MVP talk for sure. And in the, the, the 76ers get to the second spot. Maybe they get to the first spot in the East. First spot, I don't know if they could be able to – really reach no. but second spot do, i think if it's they ideal do and beat mvp if the if the 76ers finish the season first in the east they don't do it without mb probably give mb the mvp now y'all heard that right they you can heard that, what he said now MB listen jt you heard what he said now that's a lot of variables for showing this lot. equation yeah they're not, they're not gonna see the completely collapse of the 76ers <laughs> just a sin just completely yeah. a sin in these next three to four weeks for sure now yeah. that's a lot to ask for in a short amount of time that requires a lot a lot of bad Which games is why that means from nicole Jokic. and beach should get mvp then because it's a lot that's a big thing to happen Oof. but there's a lot of ground i think between Jokic and Embiid. it's right all funny games until we look next week at Diver and rode an eight game loser streak and my man's in out there in Philly that did the complete yeah. opposite. It's only one way we go find out. That's to continue listening to the Points of the Pay podcast as we conclude this edition of the Points of the Pay podcast. We appreciate JT and we appreciate Jason for the for the messages. We appreciate it. Make sure you do that on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever you get your social handles. Just respond to us at Points Pain and we'll take care of you. That's how we do, you know, YouTube, Instagram. It doesn't make a difference. 773 9088. You can leave us a voicemail. You can even call us and or text us. You know what I'm saying? We'll we'll definitely respond and make sure we acquire we'll get that on the show for you. And you know what? This was Zach. That was my main man's Ben Winstein. That concludes this edition of the Points in the Pain podcast. We appreciate you for listening, for watching, and you will see us and hear from us next week. Peace.